0: hello and welcome back to season two episode two of sadie spills a podcast with yours truly sadie shine today we are going to be spilling the tea on violence So I genuinely feel like this is the perfect time to talk about this, and I really feel like it's at the forefront of my brain right now just because of what's going on with this whole Will Smith and Chris Rock situation and how that was handled and seeing all of the controversy around it just makes me feel like if there's any time to talk about this topic, especially with how it pertains to my life, right now is probably the time to do so. So I first just want to start out with a disclaimer by saying I do not condone physical violence whatsoever. I don't think that there's a time or place for it in any way. And I think there's better ways to handle your anger or your outbursts. And I don't think that putting your hands on somebody is ever justifiable at all I feel like if you can't fight with your words then you shouldn't be fighting at all I just feel like it's very immature and I've never really thought that anyone needed to stoop that low or resort to that level of violence in any capacity whatsoever I just I don't agree with it and it's not something I can get behind in any way and I've never been somebody who's put my hands on somebody or thought that that was the way to handle my frustration so I just I don't get it apparently according to a lot of people especially a lot of guys that I've talked to throughout the years I come across as just a very intimidating person as is and a very strong-willed aggressive kind of semi-abrasive person naturally so I've never had to resort to physical violence to get my point across I've just always been able to use my words and get my point across. And I've never had to stoop to that level, um, of putting my hands on somebody. And I'm pretty proud of that. And, uh, you know, my mom's always made jokes throughout the years of like, Oh, you talk a big game, but you've never even been in a fight. And I know she's like said it jokingly, but there's been a few times that it's kind of struck a nerve with me because I've always thought in my head, like, I don't need to fight people to prove myself or to prove that I'm tough or I'm strong. I feel like if anything, my ability to remain calm in situations and not resort to physical violence shows really how strong I am. I don't have to just lash out on somebody and put hands on them to get my point across. Like, I just don't, I feel like it's counterproductive and it does absolutely nothing but get some anger out in a small quick fast way and what does it really do for you i mean maybe you feel better because you got to hit somebody but to me it just isn't that way and i've never thought that way and there's reasons that i'm going to get into for why i don't agree with violence in any capacity in the rest of this episode So when I was super young, my dad was an alcoholic. He was actually an alcoholic throughout most of my childhood and into my early and late teens and had a very bad drinking problem. And my dad had a super bad anger issue. And a lot of the times, his anger resorted to physical violence. And so we kind of grew up exposed to that just naturally because of the environment that we were in as kids. And I remember my dad was dating a Filipino lady by the name of Sonia, who I absolutely despise to this day. I cannot stand her. I She made our lives a living hell, but she had a brother by the name of Fred, and Fred was also a massive alcoholic. And I remember being super little, living in this apartment, and we had a balcony, and there would be times that my dad and Fred would get drunk, and Fred was kind of a smaller guy. My dad's pretty small too, but my dad uh, is pretty buff. He did construction most of his life, so he's kind of a stocky, sh- very strong man for being a shorter guy. And Fred was just kind of frail and not really tough whatsoever, and he was just always super inebriated, so he could like barely walk or stand up straight but I would remember standing out on the balcony and watching over while my dad just like beat the absolute shit out of him. And just because they were drunk and fighting and Fred would come in with like black eyes and blood all over his face. And I would just be absolutely traumatized watching that. And it happened all the time. And that was really, I think the start of my absolute hatred for violence and, I just don't like to be around it whatsoever. It scares me. It makes me feel nervous. It gives me a lot of anxiety. And that was just the tip of the iceberg. Little did I know from there, my mom, after she left my dad, she remarried my stepdad, who for eight years of my life was kind of my dad. We lived with my mom, I felt like, a lot more than we did with our dad during certain times. And Steve was his name and he was someone that I really looked up to because I was a little girl and I was kind of daddy's princess and Steve took care of us and it was just a a good thing while it was good and then when it wasn't it wasn't but Steve also had pretty bad anger issues and I remember so many times watching him or listening to him abuse my brother's Because just a little bit of backstory and insight, if you guys aren't aware, there's seven of us. I'm the oldest of seven. And my two brothers, William and Jesse, we all have the same mom and dad. And then we have four younger ones who are Steve and my mom's kids. So they're our half-siblings. And so my brothers, I feel like we're always kind of outcasted just naturally, I guess, from being boys and not being his biological sons, and I feel like he treated them differently, even than he treated me. Like I said, I was kind of daddy's little girl, and I didn't really get a lot of the outlash or anger. It was never directed towards me for whatever reason, but all of his anger was always directed towards my brothers. And I just remember countless occasions where he would be super abusive to them. He had a big thing with beating them with a belt. And like there was a time that we lived in Vegas and I remember we were all out in the backyard playing and I don't really remember now who did or didn't do it, but all three of us were guilty of turning on the water faucet in the backyard for the dog and it flooded the backyard and I remember Steve just got so angry that he took my brothers in the room and took a belt to both of them and just I feel like beat them so many times Like gave them so many lashings with that belt and I just stood out in the living room like extremely distraught not even knowing what to think because it made me feel so bad. And that wasn't the only time there were so many times that he did that to them. And then he started doing it to his sons as well. Um, I remember a time that we were having like a birthday party or a barbecue, a cookout, something like that at our house. And, um, two of his sons, the littler ones, one of them had thrown sand in the other one's eye and He came inside and like pulled his pants down and just started like beating the crap out of him with his hand in front of like everybody for throwing sand. And it was just it wasn't at all justified in any way. It wasn't the way to handle things. And I never agreed with it at all. But it completely traumatized me to the point now where now that I'm older, I cannot stand being around it at all and i can't stand seeing it hearing it um or anything not being done to people to animals it freaks me out just as much and it's just something that i wish that i could translate in words how it makes me feel inside but it just makes me feel extremely fearful and scared and that is the exact reason that i don't care to ever put my hands on somebody or have them put their hands on me. I'm, like, extremely fragile in that regard. What's sad, though, is little did I know, as I got older, violence would become a big part of my life in ways that I didn't even ask for it. I remember when I was... 15 or so i'm not exactly sure how old i was when it happened but i was out on drag which was for anyone who's not from oklahoma or a small town drag is basically where all the teenage kids get together and they drive their cars around two areas in the town that we lived in and everyone parks and gets out and kind of mingles with each other and it's something that we used to do on the weekends and my mom let me go out on drag several times when i was a kid I'd always go with my friends, and it was always fun. I never had any problems, but I had worked at Walmart for a little bit, and there was a girl that did not like me for whatever reason. I'm not really sure. Um, To this day, I still really don't understand why it happened, and it made no sense, but I knew that she didn't like me, and randomly one night when I was out on drag with some friends, I remember getting a call from her, which was totally out of the blue, and she said... Hey, I just wanted to call and see if you wanted to hang out. I know that we've had like some weird interactions and, you know, all these problems, but I wanted to put that behind us. So do you want to meet me at and Sons, which was like this pawn shop downtown, which is one of the main parking points for everybody out on the drag. And let's just like talk and hang out. And I'm like, okay. And I was immediately kind of weary about why she was calling me out of nowhere and asking me to come meet over there. But I was like, I'm just going to go. And But I was like, I'm going to watch my own back. So I called my mom and I told my mom, I was like, this girl's wanting me to go over to Stout and Son. And I kind of have a feeling something's going to go down. Like, I didn't really know that for sure, but I was just worried about it and didn't know what was going to happen. So I was like, I, it's better to be safe than sorry. So I ended up going to Stout and Son and I pulled up on the other side of where they were all parked and I got out with my friend and you have to kind of walk down this pretty high ledge because like one parking lot sits up pretty high from the other one and as soon as I stepped off of the ledge this girl like came out from the car the girl that I was supposed to be meeting there her and her friend And they both just started, like, beating my ass for no reason. Like, the other girl I had never even met in person. And they both started fighting me. And I just remember seeing my mom come hauling ass from a stoplight down the road. And by the time my mom got there, someone had told them that my mom was coming. And everyone took off. Um, But several people sat up. Sorry, I got a phone call right in the middle of that last clip, so it cut off weird, but what I was saying was several people sat there and watched that fight go down and watched that happen, and everyone had anticipated that I was going to show up and was waiting and knew what was going to happen and watched, and I mean, there was tons of people there to watch, and I held on to that for a really long time, and I despised a lot of the people that were there and allowed it to happen because... It just shouldn't have happened. Especially when I was lured there by someone who coerced me into coming and kind of made me believe that we were gonna be like buddy buddy and everything was gonna be cool. And then they put their hands on me. And so after that, my feelings about violence are even worse. Like I just I don't even understand it and I can't wrap my head around it at all and I never will but that really bothered me for a lot of years and it took me a while to get over that and to trust people and I think in a big way that's a, a big part of why I don't have many friends now and why I kind of keep my circle very small because I just have major trust issues and everything in life, every person I've come across in life has shown me why I should not trust people and why I should be skeptical about others And so I feel like I just hold on to that in a big way. But this episode is not about that. It's about why I dislike violence. So on to the next thing was my relationships. And I'm going to talk about one in particular because it was the worst one. But my relationship with my son's father, there was obviously a lot of issues that I've talked about with that one. But he was also a very violent person. I am lucky, I should say, because I've heard what he's done to other women. And he has been, he was way more violent with them than he ever was with me. Clearly enough to get him eight years in prison. But with me, he never punched me or struck me in any type of way. So I am grateful that I was able to get out of the relationship unscathed from anything that severe. But that doesn't mean that he didn't resort to other violent ways and putting his hands on me in other ways. I remember um, when I was in this relationship with him also, he had a 10-year-old son, and there's one time that sticks out in my mind and still kind of haunts me to this day, but his little son had the chore of going out and getting his lunchbox um, in the evenings when he got home from work, and there was one night that his son went and got his lunchbox and I guess he didn't clean it out or like get all the food out of there. I don't remember exactly what the circumstance was. And it was early in the morning because he had gotten up, my ex-husband had gotten up for work and he gets his son up and usually he would take his son down to the bus station and I would, you know, still be asleep. I was a stay at home mom at the time. And that's just kind of the way that we work things out. But I remember laying in bed and kind of hearing the altercation go down and I remember hearing my ex out in the living room screaming at his son for the lunchbox and I caught the very tail end of it when I had went out there and he had already done what he had done and I don't really know exactly how it transpired but he did something enough to the inside of his son's leg to where he gave him like a pretty massive bruise I mean it had to have been the size of like an apple it was huge And I just remember seeing his son crying and I'm just like, what in the world's going on? I'm barely awake. And he leaves and goes to work. And I had taken pictures of it at the time because it was really concerning to me. And in a big way, I feel like I stayed with my ex a lot longer because I was worried about his son. And... I loved his son to death and I just wanted to protect him. And after that happened, I started feeling even more like I need to get out of this relationship because this isn't what I want to be in. And I didn't know I was pregnant at the time. But anyway, I remember walking his son to the bus stop and just being so sad because his son was walking really weird because it hurt, obviously the inside of his leg. And he was just really emotional. And I just hugged him and told him, I'm so sorry. And I wish that there had been something I could do, but I was so scared of his dad that, like, what was I going to do or say? I did end up telling his dad later that that wasn't okay and that he left, like, a big bruise on the inside of his son's leg and that that's not acceptable to me and he better never do that again. And from there, no other further abuse happened, thankfully, but at least physical. But there were times where, like, there was one time that his son was going to tell me or his son did tell me that this girl that I was skeptical about that my ex was cheating on me with, which he was had come over for Christmas and brought gifts. And this was in the early stage of me and my ex dating and to which he had denied that this ever happened. But his son finally came out and told me that it happened. So I confronted him when he got home and was like, why, why'd you lie to me about this? Like I know the truth now. And he basically told me that, Um, his son's lying, which I know his son wasn't lying. And he went in the kitchen and grabbed like a wooden spoon and told his son that if his son didn't tell me the opposite, that he was going to beat his ass. And it was just like a whole thing. And I, I did not allow him to hit his son or do anything like that, but it was just things like that, that really scared me and like made me super scared of him. Well, then there was another time that we were sitting on the couch and, this was I think really early in my pregnancy or I don't even know how to have been a couple of weeks in but I started having this really weird craving for they're like the ramen noodle bowls but they have um they're spicy ones and they have like all these different contents you can put in them and I was obsessed with cooking those, draining out the water and then putting the like spice and the oily chili paste stuff in there. And then sour cream and this sweet and sour sauce from Panda Express and mixing it all up. And I know it sounds gross, but it was so good. And I just wanted to eat that like three times a day, all day. And at this time, my ex-husband was making a bunch of jokes about how I needed to lose weight and how eating that stuff wasn't going to help me lose weight and just making me feel bad about myself anyway but I didn't care I wanted to eat them anyway well there was one night that he made hamburger helper and I'm not a big fan of hamburger helper I never have been and he liked to put bell peppers in it too which to this day I will not touch either of those things because he put bell peppers in everything and it just made something that tastes like shit tastes more like shit but he had put This little ensemble together and it was disgusting and uh, his son didn't even want to eat it, but we were sitting on the couch and I was just holding the bowl and I was like, I am not hungry for this at all. Like, I don't want this. I just want to eat the ramen noodles. And he freaked out and he came out in the living room and we had like a reclining couch and both of the recliners were out. And he, like, put his foot under one side of the recliner and flipped it over with me and his son sitting on it and was, like, screaming and yelling at both of us because we didn't want to do what he wanted us to do or we didn't want to eat what he wanted us to eat. And so that scared the hell out of me. And that was just another instance where it just wasn't okay And then from there, it just progressively got worse. There was another time that he pushed me up against the wall and like put his hand around my neck. He spit on me. There was numerous times that I would try to leave um, altercations or arguments because of the way that he was acting and he was just getting like super crazy. And he would like push me down on the bed and sit on top of me. And there's one time that I especially remember where I don't know what it was, but he was just acting so irrational. And he had me so scared that he was sitting on top of me screaming and yelling in my face And because I was trying to leave, and he didn't want to let me get up. And I was just looking at him, and the way that his face looked and just how he was acting was so absurd that I started laughing. And it wasn't because I thought anything was funny. I was extremely fearful for my life at that time, and I just was uncontrollably laughing. And I felt so uncomfortable, and I couldn't stop laughing. And oh my God, it just made it worse. He jumped up from the bed and started like punching the ceiling and being so crazy and then sat on top of me. And he sat on top of me for like four hours and wouldn't let me leave. Finally lets me leave, but took all of my stuff and threw it out the back door and then told me I had to go clean it up and pick it up. So I went and cleaned it all up, got it loaded in the car, left, and I didn't know what to do. It's like 10 or 11 o'clock at night and I'm just crying not to mention his son was crying every time this was happening and going on and I felt terrible about that so I was like I can't I wasn't ready yet to leave the situation as bad as that sounds and so I didn't want to tell my grandma or get anyone involved so I would just go sit in a, a parking lot and wait for his little Jekyll and Hyde personality to change and for him to start texting me again this time though I called the police and told the police like he didn't let me get the rest of my belongings and they told me they would escort me over there at some point, and they had asked me if he had been abusive at all, and I told them no because I didn't want them to know, and I was just too scared, and I didn't really have an out yet. I hadn't planned it out, so I um, just went and sat in this parking lot for about an hour, and he ended up texting me, telling me, so sorry, baby. I love you so much. Please come back, and so I went back like an idiot, and I remember him coming outside and waiting for me to come back in I went in and he was like well you need to unpack the car and bring all your stuff in that was like always his big thing and so I went out and got all of my stuff and he just sat on the bed with no shirt on and ate a big ass bowl of cereal while he watched me put my stuff back in the house and he told me I'm not helping you get your stuff like you took it out there you can bring it all back in and why I ever stayed with him I don't know but the day that I finally decided to leave I had to Planned it all up in my head and it was over the stupidest thing but we had gotten in a huge fight the night before after I had like busted my ass cleaning the house and he had come home and just thrown his clothes all over the floor and we got in a big fight over it and I laid in bed and he had like tickled my back and told me he loved me and he's sorry and I just ignored it and laid there all night conspiring like how am I gonna leave thinking it up figuring it out and I was like I'm gonna leave all these at work so that next morning I called my grandma and this is just because I was so scared of him like I couldn't just leave on my own free will I was too nervous and he was taking my car to work at the time so I called my grandma and I told my grandma like can you come and get me and she did and luckily I was able to get out of it not without him holding my car for several days until I talked to him siphoning all of the gas out of my car and disconnecting the battery cable so that when I came and picked it up I couldn't even just drive off in it luckily I'm smart and I was able to figure out that that's what he had done and I just I, there was enough gas in there for me to get to the gas station and put gas in there and I my grandpa at the time was able to help me reconnect the battery cable but that all happened the entire time we were together he was just extremely awful. He was an awful person to me and treated me like crap. And through all of that, no matter what he did, I never put my hands on him or allowed violence to become a thing from my end because I just was the bigger person. I didn't even try to defend myself. I just cowered down to him with whatever he did and let him do whatever he was going to do until finally I had enough and I was ready to get out of it. Not to mention just relationship violence and violence with my brothers. But I remember even when I was growing up, sadly, on my dad's side, there's a lot of alcoholics. But my grandma, who I lost back in September, who was like the closest person ever to me. There was some situations with her, too, where one of them, she was extremely intoxicated, which she drank a lot. And she would be... She had a very sharp tongue and was extremely spiteful when she was drunk. Like, to a point I couldn't stand. That was actually one of the last arguments that her and I had before she passed away was that I didn't want her calling me when she was drunk anymore because she says some of the meanest things ever. There was one time that she spit in my face and told me that I'm a piece of shit good-for-nothing granddaughter because I took beer out of the fridge to hide from her and my drunk uncle. But that's... Uh, yeah, that's just the type of person that she was when she was drinking. But there was one time that she had gotten extremely drunk and I don't even really remember the circumstances, but we were staying at my aunt's house and we were sitting, we had gone in her house and my aunt had locked the door or whoever we were with locked the door. It's hard for me to remember certain circumstances around things but I can remember all the bad stuff that's ever happened in my life I just can't remember really who I was with or what happened but I remember sitting inside and my grandma was angry that we wouldn't let her in the house because she was drunk and being crazy and she ended up punching through the glass door my aunt had one of those doors that had like the squares made out of glass and she punched through there and like cut her wrist and was screaming through the window and just being crazy and that like extremely frightened us i couldn't even believe it but that had happened and then there was another time where she had gotten extremely intoxicated and she told us to pour we were making enchiladas and she was sitting outside on the back patio with like no bra or shirt on i'm not even really sure why and we were really young. But she was like, pour olives on my head and punch my boobs. Like, I wish I was joking, but I'm not. She was being psycho and drunk. And this was just like normal life to us. Like, we thought this was how it was and how it was supposed to be. But that's just uh, how crazy she was. Even, like, my Uncle Dave, he passed away not that long ago, too. But he was a massive drunk. My dad would fight him all the time also. And we grew up being exposed to that. And... Uh, He got so drunk a few times that he ended up getting ran over by a car. And that was just a couple years before he died. But that was just like our whole family and what we grew up around and what we were exposed to. So it was like the alcoholic, drunk, mean, spiteful, violent side with with my dad's side. And then on my mom's side, it was like whichever man she had around, I don't know what it was, but majority of them were just extremely abusive and so that caused just a lot of traumatic experiences for me as a kid and now that I'm an adult as I've mentioned it's just not something that I can handle or that I like being exposed to and I've tried you know I'm gonna admit I'm not a perfect parent I I really really lack patience and that's something that I've always had a problem with but more so now that I'm a parent and i always told myself that i never wanted to resort to corporal punishment or physical punishment because i'm just not into that it's something that i'm just not somebody who's who likes to put their hands on somebody or do that type of thing but there have been you know a few times since i've become a mom where Unfortunately, unfortunately for me, I don't really get to be that soft place to land all the time because I'm also the disciplinarian. And so I have to be pretty stern and I can't just be the comforting, loving mom that I would love to be. And so I have more than once I've had to spank Jackson, but I've done it in a way that, you know, I've like patted him on the butt or smacked this, popped his hand, like if he's done something wrong and That's just been the way that I've had to navigate parenting in some ways, but I feel like now that he's gotten older, I honestly can't even remember the last time I whooped him. It's been a while. This was mostly when he was like two years old and he was just didn't listen to anything and it just like he needed quick reinforcement and so it would just be a quick spat a quick smack on the butt and it would be over and he would cry for a couple seconds and then he didn't really care. Now if I were to spank him, he wouldn't care. We're in the very defiant stage where he's pushing my buttons and now he doesn't like the TV being taken away. He doesn't like standing in the corner and he doesn't like going to timeout. So I've learned far more effective ways to, I would say, utilize gentle parenting that I prefer just because I've never really wanted to be the parent that did corporal punishment at all. So I definitely feel like I've gotten a lot better about it, but that is something that I've kind of struggled with is thinking that I needed to spank him in any way. I, I just, I've never really liked doing that or resorting to that in any way, but I feel like I finally got a handle on it now and I plan in the future to not be a parent that has to put their hands on their kid. I just, I feel like, you know, I'm not going to demean or degrade anyone for choosing to do that because I feel like there is a time and place in certain circumstances, but I really don't, I really feel like there's other ways that are just as effective, if not more effective with kids than spanking them and especially once they get past a certain age you know i wasn't spanked my entire life and i'm blessed to have not been you know to not have been exposed to physical violence against myself and i've grown up just fine you know i'm not a drug addict i'm not Uh, I'm not doing anything, you know, I haven't done anything severe. I've been a good kid. I've been very respectful. I've done and been very successful as well. So I feel like spanking doesn't mean that you're going to raise a good kid. I feel like if anything, having to constantly be violent with your child says a lot about you and just absolutely does nothing for the relationship and it creates a lot of distrust, And trauma that doesn't need to be there. I feel like we all could learn to be more gentle parenters and be more gentle in life, realistically. Like, I don't feel like there needs to be so much violence and hate in the world. And I wish people would just realize that. So, yeah, to sum this up, I just feel like there's not anything in the world that warrants or justifies being a violent person to people. And I wish that all of us would show more compassion and care for others and not resort to physical violence. I just don't think it's something that needs to happen. I feel like we should all be more gentle with people around us and, you know, our partners, our significant others, our children I just, you know, there, I understand corporal punishment, as I mentioned before, and I'm not somebody that's against corporal punishment because I have had to use it in the past. And I do think there is a place for that when it's not abusive, but I feel like taking a leather belt to your kids behind for five or 10 lashings is far too excessive and just not okay I feel like putting your hands on your partner or your significant other in any way is not okay. I feel like putting your hands on the girl at the bar who looked at you wrong or bumped into you is not okay. I feel like jumping some innocent little 15 girl out on drag is not okay. Like We just need to be and do better as people and think about what we're doing and what harm we're causing to people and just stop allowing it to happen stop watching people put their hands on other people and egging them on and thinking it's okay we need to stop with the bully culture and the violence culture it's just it's not cute it's not trendy and it needs to go away so that's my view on violence not to mention it causes or can cause a lot of Detriment and stress to other people. Like I said, I struggle with it still to this day. Even just watching, you know, if a dog does something, there like there's been times that my mom's dog or something someone else's dog has like been a little too aggressive over a toy or food or whatever, you know, or they just weren't in the mood. And I've watched, you know, someone, whoever the person is, or whoever the dog belonged to, them hit them or whatever and it just immediately makes me feel like holy crap like I- I'm immediately startled and I can't stand it I've watched my mom get into fights with her exes where they've turned semi-violent like things have been thrown or they're screaming and it just gives me a bunch of anxiety and I just feel unwell when that kind of stuff's going on and I don't like it and I don't like feeling trauma from my childhood still as an adult so we just got to be better and realize that we don't have to put our hands on people shit can be talked out everything's gonna be okay walk away from situations be the bigger person don't put your hands on people you know there's there's just really no situation that calls for it that i think is justifiable whatsoever so that's my opinion others might have their own but that's what I think about it. At the end of the day, though, thank you guys for tuning in and listening. I appreciate all of the love and support. As always, if you have any feedback or recommendations for new episodes, please send them to me on Facebook Messenger. I look forward to recording these every time that I do a new one. I love all of the feedback and comments that I get around this podcast. So, Please keep up the engagement and let me know if there's anything you guys would like to hear. Thanks again for tuning in. I look forward to seeing you guys all in the next episode. Have a wonderful day.